Welcome back. It is the last episode of the 2018 fantasy football season. That does not mean it is the last football podcast, I think, of the entire year because we might do other stuff. But well, since the year's over in like five days, I think it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. In a technicality. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, uh, but I'm just trying to let the listeners know that we are not going to disappear off the complete face of the earth. You guys no. still have you guys still have the uh, polysleepers.com website. You have uh, Juice in the AM on Twitter. You have uh, at polysleepers on Twitter. You have at jmears12 on Twitter, and you have at John Marchbanks one on Twitter. They're all here. We're at full power. We're at full capacity. How's it going, guys? How's the holidays? What are we uh, looking forward to? And what have we? Uh, you know, we'll we'll go through the whole list. Looking forward to uh, 2019. Uh, I just, okay, so this podcast is going to come out before the one I recorded previously to this. So I'm getting my brain into a pretzel a little bit. But Right, I can tell. But, it's, I can see the pretzel. But the brain is fucking. Colin Taylor and I were talking about this. And you know how a lot of people want to go and be like, oh, man, 2018 or 2017, whatever year it is. That sucked. It but, sucked. But next year is my year. I feel like 2018 was a fantastic year for us, for the Poly Sleepers crew, and just for fantasy football in general. Oh, yeah. It was a great year. I mean, we... Uh, we grew the brand uh, through the website and through Twitter. We gained, you know, a lot of uh, listeners here. We had some great. You guys have uh, provided some uh, listenership to the Juice of the Morning podcast Good. that we didn't normally grab because I, I was probably the only person that really played fantasy football, and nobody really cared to talk about it on on the Juice of the Morning show. Good. Good. And yeah, it, it grew, and uh, we um, got some great content. Had some great guests. Uh, it was fantastic. Made some th- good calls. Yeah, made some good calls this year. Yeah. So speaking of good calls, um, was asking people to um, reach out. It got really echoey. Um, I had to turn his up. Um, so yeah. uh, LFC for life, our friend from across the pond, did not win his championship, but he did make it to the final game. That's why. In his first <laughs> fantasy football year. <laughs> He had Todd Gurley, and he didn't have a very good backup plan. So he didn't win, but he considered it a pretty big accomplishment to the first year he ever played to get to the finals. Uh, Lindsay uh, Hartfield um, lost to her husband Oh wow! in one of her finals, but she was in another league that she won. So the first year she played fantasy football, she made it to the finals in both of her leagues and won one of them. Nice. Uh, Chris Klepfer, who we've mentioned several times, uh, was in three leagues and won two championships. Um, basically, all the people that we just mentioned did better than this room as far as... Well, <laughs> well what I want to go out on a, on a limb and say, you know, without the, the advice and the stuff that we've talked about weekly on the podcast... I finished second in a league where if you guys, if I read my, read my team to you guys, I think you guys would also be surprised that I made it to the championship team. Yeah. You clawed and scraped. Yeah. Like I picked up guys. I uh, got, I got lucky with some guys. The Josh Gordon thing didn't pan out, man. I'm just tired. I love that guy, man. But yeah, your guys is hot take. I don't know know what's going on with that guy. Your guys is hot take on Josh Gordon fell pretty yeah. Flat. Didn't work. Yeah, he did not. You guys were like, perform. he's going to break Jerry Rice's record. Well, I didn't say that. Uh, that was me. Uh, <laughs> I wanted, Backfire. I wanted to uh, 
come back at that when they were making those predictions, but I I just wasn't comfortable yet. It yeah. takes some big balls just, in your prediction. I yeah, was going. They were, they were hot. <laughs> they were hot takes. The best hot take of the year, I would say, would be Jackson saying the Colts were going to run the table, and they've lost one game since he said that. Yeah, the Colts have gone seven and one since Jackson said they. And that would was run after the table. after the Jets game. Yeah, and, and they've like, gone. They're going to go for it. They've and gone seven and one, and, and I don't even remember saying. You know what? Run the table means, right? Yeah, and they're going. I said it, and, and they they've only lost one game, so that was a pretty uh, that was a pretty good one. That was a homer pick, but that was hey, a pretty we'll good one. <clears throat> I feel like uh, we've we've got a lot that we wanted to get into, so I'm going to go ahead and look at that that list that we were talking about on the uh, on yeah. The so old we were going to text um, message thread. We were going to give our Super Bowl predictions. So uh, who we think is going to make the Super Bowl and who do we think is going to win? So, uh, John, you said you were ready for that. What do you think? I like the Bears from the NFC to make the Super Bowl. I think their defense is just too good. I mean, there's a lot of good offenses, but their their defense is crazy. And I like the Chargers in the AFC. I'm going off the script from everybody else. Nobody's picking them. So, I got Chargers, Bears, and I think the Bears are going to win. All right. You think they're going to win the whole thing? Yep. The Bears were very close to my pick. Yeah. But yeah, very, very close to my pick for, for getting there. Jackson? So I'm going to go with, coming out of the NFC, the Seahawks. Um, no really? team is playing hotter right now, I, 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 in my opinion. Um, oh, that was another one that I was going to shout out to you guys. You guys told me to pick up Doug, Doug Baldwin. Great yep. move. Yeah. Didn't matter because I was so far behind, yeah. but it did work out. Like, I mean... Great game from that guy. He yeah. did have a, I think, finished finished the fantasy football season with two back to back two touchdown games. Yeah, yeah. but uh, post November play, Russ is uh, that's definitely a thing, and I, I truly believe in the Seahawks. I got the defense kind of kicking. I mean, we're able to beat the Chiefs this past week. Their running game is kicking yeah. too. Chris I mean, Carson looks good. They have a three headed monster. They really do. Um, and then coming out of the AFC, I'm going Patriots. I mean, I mean, it's hard to bet against them. I mean, I know it. I know. Um, everyone hates them here, but until someone stops them, I mean, I think they're locked to get to the Super Bowl. But I'm going to go, uh, we're going to have a rematch of that Super Bowl, and the Seahawks are going to win. Wow. So, bold take. Juice, what do you think, man? I'm looking at it. Okay. And this is, once again, I've not thought all the way through this. There is the AFC first round by, the NFC first round by, there's the AFC wild card and NFC wild card. They have, Four teams in AFC wild card, four teams in NFC wild card. That's is this the whole playoff picture that I'm looking at right now? We don't know what you're looking at. Jess. I'm I'm looking at. I just told you exactly what I was looking at. <laughs> is it like a bracket? First round? That's yes. I mean, what it looks like right now. But yeah. It could what shuffle. other is it? What other teams is that? That's all the teams though, right now, right? There could be a couple of teams. The Colts and Texans or Titans could flip flop. There's okay. a lot of teams that game playing okay. for for a playoff berth right now. And then the AFC North between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, see, I, I'm terrible at uh, making this call because, like I said, I you know, or what he was saying about the Indianapolis Colts, man, I I think that they can they can beat any team that they play in the first round, and I honestly think they've already taken the Patriots to the wire. I think they could they could beat the Patriots. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean. The Chiefs have the offense that I didn't really think about this. I'm thinking about it right now. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I would say Chiefs, Bears, and Bears win it. Wow, we've got Damn. two Bears here. 
Wow. But, but I want to say, let me say that's what I think is most likely to happen. But what I want to happen is uh, I want to see Colts and Saints rematch and the Colts win. That would be amazing. Be badass. That's your that's your heart. That's pick. what I want to see. It's your heart pick. Yeah, because everybody's like, or not everybody. There's a uh, certain podcast in Indianapolis that also talks about the fact that the NFL is rigged in Drew Brees's favor right now because everything that seems like it, there's a lot of just little things that it's a conspiracy theory where they're like, you know, it's weird that this uh, inter- pass interference was called specifically the Steelers game where the guy like barely touched the um, Alvin Kamara in the end zone. Like barely touched him, they both went for the ball. They threw a pass interference flag right there, so that that assisted in the win for the Saints over the Steelers. So there's a lot of a lot of conspiracy talk about uh, Drew Brees getting getting things uh, swayed in his direction. Yeah, but that's why I think it's a possibility to see the Colts play the Saints. I but then that. the Saints probably will win if it is rigged in the Saints' favor. It looks like the playoffs are going to run through Foxborough again, and that defense has been sneaky, very good. I think, unfortunately, the Patriots are going to go to the Super Bowl again. I just don't think that they're good enough against, to get there. You against, guys, re- I just don't yeah, see well, that. Well, me and Jackson said it, but uh, against the Saints, and because uh, the Saints have a very good defense as well, but I, I think their their offense is just completely clicking. Although I mean, the Seahawks could get there too, and the Bears. I mean, those are all good picks. But I mean, if you look I think at that it, the Saints, I think the Saints beat the uh, Patriots this year. But I mean, if you look at it from the aspect of the AFC, like I think e- NFC is way easier to predict. I think you have truly four teams that could do it. But I mean, I think realistically too. Um, but the AFC, I mean, I just feel like any any given Sunday, any of those teams in that group can beat the Patriots. But well, Houston doesn't have the offense anymore. I, I mean, I truly, I mean, it's, between, it's, it's Watson and it's Nuke. Um, and then the Ravens, I mean, unless they're going to rely on Lamar Jackson to run it 20 times a game and have that defense play stout. Um, there's so many unproven. There's not a lot of people on the Colts team right now. It's played deep into January. Um, but I mean, here's a conspiracy theory for you. The changing of the guard is happening. And yeah. we've talked about this, like starting, I think, midway through the season that, you know, the future of the league is very quickly not going to be Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So this is the chance for the Tom Brady, Drew Brees, like the battle of the goats. And uh, so that's that's why I'm picking that. And, and right. also those teams both have very good defenses. So those are our picks. Nobody's picking the Chiefs or the Rams. Did you see no, Chiefs? the Chiefs always make an early exit, Chiefs. man. I pick Chiefs and they're and like Chiefs and Bears. Uh, their secondary is so bad. They played two different guys at secondary this week. Like out of the blue, they just decided to start two guys that haven't been starting. Their their secondary sucks. They're I mean they're, um, they're and they lost a player, which I know that that's a like a sore subject, but. They lost one of their star players. They lost a key play, and and Sammy Watkins is probably done too. So, uh, and they're just famous for early exits. You know, no one mentioned the Rams. Yeah. If you want to talk about somebody that wasn't mentioned, nobody. They were. Mentioned, they were. They were right there by the Bears. But I just like the Bears. I nobody the mentioned Bears the Rams. I would have been on the Rams had they locked up the one seed. Now that yeah. it, now you know it's going through New Orleans. Like it's just. I mean. I think New Orleans can get. I mean, they can get stumped. Um, you, we saw with the Dallas game. So I mean, that's why I'm picking Seattle. They got good defense, and John, the Bears have a good defense. So, I mean, um, we'll watch it all play out. So I thought we'd give a shout out to everybody that helped contribute and make this podcast successful this year. We had some excellent guests, guys. Uh, Jim Jacks from Jim Jacks Sports News was an amazing 
uh, guys, just go back and listen to the Find Juice in the Morning on your app and go back to the Jim Jacks episode and go about an hour and 20 minutes into the episode until you find his interview. It's probably about 25 minutes. It was amazing. I mean, he talked about the California wildfires and like all the different things he did. And, well, uh, and I also like the fact that he's continued to support the podcast, like huge. regardless of it being fantasy football or not, he huge. still shares the juice of the morning shows. He likes the uh, posts on Instagram. I mean, and when just, he shares something, it goes out to like 70,000 people. And so when he's, he gets and when, us some exposure when he said he was going to like, you know, still stick around and help us promote things. And he did. He wasn't bullshitting about he it. He did it. So. And, uh, and he does, he is a big supporter and we, we support him as well. And, uh, uh, Florence Carmela, I don't know if you've seen her. She's with him now yep. on that. Cause they have like a, a, a all ladies uh, football podcast. That's really cool. They're basically doing what I want to do with the juice in the morning. It's have multiple shows. Right. So that's right. what I want to do. Um, and then we had, uh, um, Nate Hamilton, uh, who writes for the fantasy footballers at dominate FF. I mean, that was a huge interview and he's a big, big time guy that helped us out. Um, had a great interview there. And, and we talked about how he wrote that article saying Devonte Adams could be the number one wide receiver. And man, he's, he's pointed out a lot of tweets lately and kind of clicked on there and thrown the eyeballs on there because Devonte Adams did finish as the number one wide receiver. So he called that and he's pretty happy that he made that call. Obviously uh, we had Bronco Becca on yep. who's been very uh, supportive and she's sorry about your Broncos. Yeah. Sorry about your Broncos. Not, and uh, <laughs> John's, John's not, um, she was a great interview and, and I think blew me away specifically because I, I asked her to break down that uh, Broncos Chiefs game and I had notes from doing it the same and I, I threw my notes out five minutes into the interview because she covered everything I wanted to talk about and then some. So that was great. We also had uh, Sam Lane, uh, FF Stompy, who's definitely like, I mean, all these people that we're mentioning are definitely like a league above poly sleepers and have been doing this longer and are very much more recognized. So the fact that we got some of these bigger names um, to be involved, I think really, really, really helped us. We had uh, Hilo Pterodactyl. Uh, that's- um, I got I got to get him on. I think I said his name was right. You did get yeah. it right that that's time. That's Mark Garcia. Um, I got to get him on the regular podcast, man. I just saw him tweet somebody and say, as a fellow cancer survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Like flies jets. Yeah. He's an aviator for the Navy, uh, for the Air Force. Former cancer survivor. Yeah. Just a true American badass. Like, yeah. World Series I just of want poker. to talk to this guy. Yeah. But yeah. World Series of poker player. Yeah. Like went to, like, we talked to a lot of people who are very worldly this year yeah. that have a lot more going on than us just Indiana. Like, well, we're, uh, we, corn. Yeah. We know corn. <laughs> Mark Garcia <laughs> might be the most interesting man. Yeah. Like, See, I think Jim, J- I think Jim Jacks might be the most they're interesting both, I mean, they're man. both, but are. so many people like him on this podcast could take the cake for that. I know. I mean, that's the cool part i know so. i know so uh want to make sure i don't forget anybody guys um so obviously the people that called in that were involved with our fantasy the football league our podcast league were um uh, were dylan who won who we're, we're going to call dylan in a minute he beat me in the championship the um the married with children show guys and the uh monday and the uh monday morning american guys monday american uh, remind me their names again because i always just remember their podcast D- names dustin roller and andrew gert okay Dustin Roller and Andrew Gert, and then uh, uh, Josh Miller called in this year, my buddy, and um, Jeff Fiddler, who were both in the league and did very well. 
And uh, who are we forgetting? Well, um, I wanted to mention Smiley because he filled in a couple times. Handsomely filled uh, in. Yeah, he handsomely filled in for John and then Jax the next week. So uh, Smiley was here. And he here. came on the uh, live show too. Yep, yep. And he came on the live show. And then that reminds me, John Porter mm-hmm. um, from the Bills Mafia was on our live show at the Bills. Uh, we did some cool shit. We did yeah. the live podcast at the Bills game that we had planned on doing. Um, we've got some stuff in the works for maybe, maybe even doing a, like a combine. I've got, I've got uh, some, uh, gear in the works. Too, yeah. Guys. Um, we're thinking about doing a combine. Of course they won't let us into the podcast yeah. combine, but we can do something. Like, I've done, um, a couple different seminars, like through school going to the combine. You can't even take your phone and like as a student, you can't take your really? phone stays yeah. in there. Um, but you gotta have like granted access to even, but get, we could be outside of yeah. it, like with the also, drum in the background and talking about also how, I mean, what we need to do too is this is it's a, a huge long shot and it doesn't really ever happen but you can actually like apply for passes like yeah. you can apply to like you can't you, i mean it's it's super hard to get them yeah. but i mean i was assuming our credentials how, would not how easy is it how easy is it for us just to do a, a apply and then they're just the worst they're going to say is like nope we sorry. might that's the worst thing that ever happened like I so mean, we might apply and then just tell jim to like you know make a few phone calls i mean that guy yeah. he seems to know everybody the best everybody. thing that could ever happen to us is if the draft was held here in indianapolis dude we'd have one hell of a podcast oh yeah I think that since we always have the combine, we'll never have the draft personally. Well, personally, and, and like I was saying with the gear, I'm I'm working on getting some uh, stuff so that we can do on site interviews, and then also have it plugged into my phone so that we can do video as well. So you throw that on on Twitter, throw it on Instagram, that kind of thing, and we could do just like short little clips as opposed to doing a whole show. Yeah. And I think that would be something just yeah entertaining to go and talk to people anybody that we find that might be involved with something. yeah i could try and talk to uh some of my pff guys see there if you we go. can borrow their uh passes <laughs> during their lunch break or something yeah, that would be <laughs> really really cool anything uh, and everything yeah. for 30 minutes we, yeah. i promise we will not make fools Dude, of ourselves we just need five minutes come on <laughs> yeah and yeah i mean we can't record anything in there but even if we recorded it something outside and said hey yeah. we just watched so-and-so run their 40 or whatever right. So um, let's go ahead and call Dylan. I think it's about that time. We're going to congratulate him on his W. If you want to pause it. Yep. Getting there. The doctor. So we have on the phone Dylan Bolden from the Listener League who uh, called in earlier this year. And uh, we'll have you on right now because you won the Listener League. You beat me, you bastard. <laughs> yes, I did. It feels great. So the question I had for you, Dylan, just to start off really quickly, were you ever worried? Uh, not really. I mean, I, had, <laughs> oh, I was. I was definitely. You can, anything can happen. And I mean, like, look at week fifteen. That was probably one of the worst fantasy weeks. Um, you kind of just had to survive. Even the top players did bad, and luckily, I survived that matchup. But, you know, Paulie knows his stuff. You got to, when you're battling an expert, you know, you really got to do your homework. And I had to do some risky plays because I lost Tyler Boyd and I had no receiver depth. And you had no tight end either. I had no tight end, so I hit the waiver <laughs> wire and I grabbed me uh, some Robbie Anderson who paid off. God, that paid uh, off for you, didn't it? It paid off for the guy who was playing in my championship too. And then Evan Ingram, who I've been talking about for a month, you you got. I was surprised to see him out there because I was rolling on the Cameron Bray train for a few weeks and I can't really live with three points on you, average. You, did, every you week. didn't like the one catch for one yard for one touchdown? Yeah, I, I mean, that was great in like week 12, but four weeks after that, he does nothing. So I was actually I mean, going to I was actually going to tweet you because I was watching that that uh, 
uh, game with the Evan Ingram where he caught the pass and rolled over one of the, they played the Colts, right? Yeah. So he caught the pass and rolled over one of the Colts players. And actually, if you, they like didn't even review it or anything. If you watch the play, it looked like that guy actually scored. Like it looked like Evan Ingram scored because he never touched the ground after he caught the pass. Me and my wife's younger brother were talking about it because he's a huge Tennessee Titans fan and we rewound it and played it a couple times on DVR. And I was like, yeah, that looks like he actually scored right there. And I was going to tweet you, but I was like, but by the time I thought about it, it was already like, you know, three or four more <laughs> plays mean, deep. He actually had two yeah. big plays that got them down to the one yard line. Right. Um, so he could have had a much bigger day. <laughs> so I would have won even bigger points against Polly. <laughs> 50, so. Even bigger. Yeah. It ended up being a respectable, uh, a respectable game. You made some great pickups this year, and I was mentioning to somebody that you just rarely see somebody go to wire to wire in a fantasy football league. You know, a lot of times the you know the paper champ uh, ends up being uh, not so good, and and the guy that you know wins. I mean, you only had two losses. You finished first place. You got the bye week. You won it. That rarely happens. Like usually, somebody gets screwed. They've got the Todd Gurley play, or they've get you know get the play where you know everybody underperforms. And so I, I got to congratulate you that you uh, really looked like the best team the whole year, and you finished that way too. So uh, I yeah, was, uh, I appreciate that. And like you guys know, and hopefully some of your listeners have learned that you know half the battles in the draft, but the other half is season long. So you know you can't win a championship in the draft, but you can lose it. But Amen. you can also lose it in the season as well. Yeah, you can lose it by drafting Leonard Fournette. Yeah, you can do that too. Or and David I mean, Johnson. At, I mean, God, still, you you made a run. You had David Johnson, I and I was one pick behind you, so I could have ended up with him just as easily. And it just kind of how things unfold. It's how it fell. I mean, you made that's a great point, and uh, uh, you and Wilson, I think, made the best week to week consistent pickups because you know I was talking to these guys last week. Usually, when I was talking about you know my pickups of the week one of you guys usually already had that defense streaming guy or the quarterback streaming guy or somebody that I was telling everybody to pick up. I'm looking and I'm like, shit, these guys already have these guys that I'm telling everybody to pick up. So you guys were, you know, very active with that. And that's a great point. I mean, me as a casual fantasy football player, we need people like you out there because I can't do all that homework. I can invest some time, but not all my time. And it just goes to anyone who's playing out there like, you know, do your research. Tuesday night is the biggest night of the week It is for waivers. So listen to podcasts, go read articles, like pay the subscription fees to these sites because it's well worth it. Like they do great work. And I mean, so do you guys. Maybe next year we need to do Tuesday instead of Wednesday. That's what Jackson and I were saying on the way here. (laughs) But then then you're going to, you know, unveil all the information if you're in another league. So then people are just going to steal all your picks. Right, right. (laughs) So so one thing that I just saw this because I was reviewing the uh, the box score and all the players that you guys had on your teams. Another shocking thing about uh, Dylan Bolden over here had Le'Veon Bell all year. So that was a higher pick. So that means that the rest of his draft had to have shaken out pretty well because well, you're taking see, Le'Veon Bell pretty early. That was the trade, though, with Wilson, who's a Steelers homer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I gave him, uh, I picked Zeke in the first round, but I gave him LaShawn McCoy and Jamal Williams for Le'Veon Bell in like week four or five. And I had Connor already, so I was like, all right, I'll just kind of stash this just in case. So it's just a good move is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, yeah, and it, that's where any league needs to adopt an IR spot because you can put those players that are out or suspended amen. just to uh, like have a little safety. Net. Have to have an IR spot. Yeah, and thanks. Uh, McCoy ended up on my team after yep. you <laughs> traded him to Wilson. I ended up trading for him. I never even started that guy. Not yeah, once. He was like a fifth or fourth or fifth rounder for me. So did Wilson I, have? I was always a fan. So did Wilson have more trades or more waiver claims? Uh, oh, give me a second. Probably close. To, they're probably even. Oh, he probably led the t- league in trades. It's but probably I'm a sure 60 40 split. Um, yeah, I had at least two or three with him, and he was hammering me towards the end to trade him James Conner, and I would not let him go. Well, I also like capped the acquisitions at 40, and me and Josh capped. We, we, we did 40 transi- okay. transactions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trade Happy Wilson too. had 40 acquisitions and six trades. <laughs> <laughs> six trades. That is amazing. Oh, did man. you play any other leagues, Dylan? Yeah, I'm in uh, a couple. I got a college buddy one, and then one with a bunch of guys up here in Minnesota we've been doing for like 12, 13 years. And that one, I got beat in the championship. I needed Broncos D to put up like... 14 points and what do they play the Raiders and they put up like two yeah. it, was, it was I know John over there is laughing yeah. it was yeah. uh, it was it was brutal I was like they can get they can do this and I was like nope okay John's, John's a Raiders fan you remember well and also also Aww. also the other thing is like Polly brought up a good point that I didn't even know going into the Broncos Raiders game was it was the last game or potentially the last game in the Raiders stadium definitely the last or the, game there. the last game there so yeah. you know there's going to be some fire there and I didn't even think about that Right. And classic Gruden, instead of, you know, tanking for the draft pick, he's like, you know, let's get one more win and, you know, just show off to everybody. I'm not, right. I'm not overrated. And they all celebrated the fact that they're going to have the third pick now instead of Christmas Eve miracle. Yeah. So, John is so excited. He screwed me, but. So you get to do this all again next year, man. I know. I'm excited. Uh, what, we're going to 12 team, right? Yeah, we decided that the winner of the league would get an auto bid and not have to uh, get their name drawn or anything. So you'll be in it next year. <laughs> and we did decide that we're going to go to 12 teams next year. And, and each, so I'm going to do even worse. Each one, in the league. yeah, each, correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. Each one of us is going to have our own team now. So Jackson and and John Marchbanks are both going to have their own team. Me and Juice. You and then there's one guy I I can't uh, I can't pull up my Twitter right now I might lose you but there's a guy that when I got to like 1950 followers I said one of the next 50 followers will get a free spot in the in the listener league next year so I've already reached out to that guy that I drew and he's super super happy so then we'll draw another you know what eight names out of the hat. Six names, six names out of the hat. What did Wilson say? <laughs> Wilson, I said, know it's Wilson. I'm willing. Just... <laughs> I'm willing to buy an entry spot for next year's league. He's already. Yeah, he's already oh, put God. his. Hey, if there. he's willing to throw in like a prize or something, I think you guys should think about that. Well, I've. I also want. I'm not trying to make this sound like this is like the biggest thing since. But I've been DM'd by no fewer than three people saying, "Dude, just get me in." Like, what do you want? <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, and, and that's what I was like. I was literally just about to say this is. Since I did so poorly, I'm actually thinking about going on Twitter and trying to find like a really like uh, a sleeper owner to be someone my, to, to manage be my partner, your team to be my partner and manage the team together. Well, yes. there, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are on my timeline that would yeah. be happy to so jump I'm gonna, in. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I Wilson, just thought Wilson, of that just if now. you're listening, your buy-in is my last semester of college tuition. <laughs> so you're at your buy-in, my friend. So you are going to consign your 
your team to someone who you think might be able to. to well, I mean, do I'm going to have some input, right? But, but you're going to you're going to we'll, hire a manager. We'll you're going to hire a manager, and then when it goes well, add a boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of head hunting over the off season. Hey, Juice, you you throw me a few bucks, and I'll manage it for you. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see uh, what kind of performance I can bring. I don't think anybody was unhappy that we dropped kickers. I think we're going to go ahead and drop defense two and add a flex. And then it'll be 12 teams, so it'll be much tougher with less people on the waiver wire. Is that what and, they call uh, a like super that. flex or no? Is um, that different? A super flex has a quarterback with it. A, a okay. super flex can be, quarter, yeah. can be a quarterback, and I don't want to do a two-quarterback league. I don't like the idea gotcha. of a two-quarterback league. Just yeah, question. That messes no. up no. the yeah. draft a lot, and everybody picks quarterbacks in the first round, and it kind of skews everything. It gets really weird. Now, Dylan, with you being the champ, what is your – I mean, you play in a lot of leagues, obviously. What is your thoughts on possibly – obviously, we already lost the kicker, but – dropping a defense what do you think about that i have played a defense in every league and i also have kickers and we've discussed a few in some of my long-term leagues about dropping kickers a lot of guys like uh fairburn put up like 25 points yeah. like week 14 and yeah. put some people into the semifinals he and had a few 20 point weeks yeah, he was then, my uh, kicker in my kicker league the he jason did. myers it's, kicker for the jets put up 25 against the colt when they played i actually streamed him that week well congratulations Worked out pretty well <laughs> and it's it's one of those things like you can read everything and look at weather conditions and the turf and if they're playing in a dome and It'll be like Will Lutz and Sean Payton will go for it on fourth down every time and go for two and he'll get nothing. See, that's the so thing too. No skill. When players, when teams go for it and, and are in situations where they need to go for two, that just takes you out of the game. And I don't like the idea that your kicker misses a 39 yard field goal in 15 mile an hour win and you lose three points or something. Like, I don't like leagues that are like that either. Right. Like, it, it should be more about, you know, game flow and like the statistics that are actually like causing the teams to have an opportunity to score and everything that leads up to that. And it's special teams for a reason. I have a league that does like punt return yards and like Tariq Cohen is like a top 10 pick every year yeah. just because like he returns the ball and he gets catches out of the backfield. And Kamara so, returns punts too. So right. that would increase his value. So in that yeah. league last week, Dwayne Harris was probably a good play then, wasn't he? I think he plays the with guy, the greatest. The <laughs> guy who won it in my college league where we have punt return yards had Lockett and Cohen starting and both of them are returners. Well, and then both of them are on the offensive side. Yeah, I don't know if I like the return yards thing. Um, I'm, I'm pushing them hard to change it. I don't like that. They're kind of like stuck that. in their ways the last thing i have about that is do you think it used to be if you had a kicker on a high scoring offense you were set but i feel like the what you guys were just talking about and the way the league has changed with play calling i think that kickers are like kind of getting phased out when it comes to fantasy football because of the way teams use their kickers they don't use them the same way they did four or five years ago oh yeah and the biggest thing is almost you want a strong offensive team, but a team that doesn't operate efficiently in the red zone. Cause like Harrison Buckner for the chiefs, they get in the end zone every time. So he's only going to get the extra point from right. the point after touchdown. But if you get somebody like Fairburn, who Deshaun Watson kind of slows down inside the 20, they're more likely to kick the field goal. So right. it's, yep. it's kind of, you got to look really deep into it, but it's not much analytics behind it. So I had a story for you guys since we were talking about kickers. Did you follow along with the uh, Stoner versus All In Kid this week? 
I don't know. Negative. Did you see any I, of that I on know Twitter? What you're talking about but. so the uh, the at fantasy football stoner who's we talk Hilarious. every day and yeah, he's awesome exactly. and he's actually really good at this. He was in an experts league and went to the final game against Jake Seeley. You probably know who that is. My kicker for the Eagles forever. Yeah, and he's uh, so he's called the All In Kid uh, at the All In Kid, and he he plays a ton of fantasy football. And the stoner, who's kind of like the little guy, you know, we were definitely rooting on him, and he lost by less than one point. And Jake Seeley played the entire year in a league that has kickers without a kicker and got all the way to the championships and won without playing a kicker. Oh, wow. <laughs> and his quarterback was Philip Rivers. Oh, wow. It frees up a draft spot. His his quarterback was Philip Rivers. So he just wanted to make a point because he hates kickers and he thinks league fantasy football league shouldn't have them. So he said, fuck it, I'm going to play without one. And uh, my comment was, geez, Jake, you could have left your quarterback spot empty and probably played a kicker and scored more points because Philip Rivers got him three points. Oh, man. And he was like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so anyway, like we're probably going to, you know, get rid of defenses next year, too, just because those things are so much more random. And I'd rather have it just be all about offense. Right. Um, and I've played in one IDP league and I kind of like that more. It makes you focus on the individual effort a little bit. But yeah. it's a second level of work. My keeper do. league is is two IDPs. Instead of a defense and a kicker, we do two IDPs. And it's pretty cool. And a lot of uh, dynasty leagues do IDPs too, which kind of right. gives you more of a long-term outlook on things. Yeah, um, guys, let's just make it harder for me to be competitive. <laughs> in the, in the we we yeah, won't more people. We won't do more research. <laughs> we won't do IDPs next Juice year. Juice is in the background. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> we won't do IDPs next year. Before you go, we're going to transition into our new segment. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who do All you right. think will be overdrafted next year, and who do you think will be underdrafted and return immense value next year? Ooh, okay. I, watching the later part of the season and I, and I drafted this guy, so I'm, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I think the smaller scat backs we're seeing in the league are going to have issues down the stretch and looking at McCaffrey and how he's performed the past two weeks, he's done well, but he's taking a beating and they're running him on the ball a lot. And I'm seeing people like already saying McCaffrey is a number two, a number three pick. And yes. I think he's, he's, he could have some injury issues. I mean, at Stanford, he was a workhorse. Last year, he was a little bit smaller, but this year was his first true year as a workhorse. And week 15 and 16, he took a beating. And I think he's going to be out next week, and he's basically hanging it up for the year. So they might dial back his workload if they're smart enough, but I think he's going to be heavily drafted in the top five picks. He was used a lot, too. He was in on like 97% of offensive snaps, which is even more than Le'Veon Bell in his heyday. So that's a really good pick. Right. That's a and very it, good pick. I like as that. As fantasy owners, we are just looking at production, but if you're a true football fan and you're watching these games and you've played before, like you know the beating they're taking. And if you're weighing you know, 205 and you're running the ball, 20 times and getting 10 catches out of the backfield, you're getting a beating. Oh, yeah, and I think he's one I, I would be concerned, but I, I still would love to have him in the first round, but I would tailor my expectations. Yeah. I think the, the point you're making is really like really astute because, you know, drafting him too high could either he gets injured because of that usage 
or they dial back the usage because they're trying to keep him healthy. So yeah. then you you lose value there because they're trying to like take him out of the game a little bit. So I really like that. I That's like good. That. Who do you think might return immense value and be a late sleeper? Uh, <laughs> this one is a little bit tougher. Um, my gut reaction off the bat and and looking how and he's played terrible this year, but looking how the Bears offense is a second year with Matt Nagy, I think the production for Jordan Howard should be a lot better than what it is. Them going into the draft and next season with how free agency shakes out and obviously how they do this postseason, <laughs> they're going to bolster up. They don't need the skill spots as much. They need to bolster up the offensive line a little bit more, get some depth there. Their defense is phenomenal. So I want to see some more production out of him. I think he'd be somebody that people are going to be like, oh, he's terrible. His yards per carry is terrible. He'll he fall too go. because like people that drafted him are not happy. <laughs> right. And it's it's a buy low, sell high exactly. mentality. I, like I think it. he's a buy low kind of candidate. He's going to be, you know, fifth, sixth rounder probably because this year has been phenomenal for running backs. I mean, there's 20 running backs you could name offhand that have had you know, above expected production and people are going to look more for those receiving type backs. But I think that his production should go up. I definitely think another year with Nagy, he'll figure out a way to use him and he's only 24 years old. So he's still pretty young and he's, I think he's top three in yardage over the past three years behind like Zeke and Gurley, just because he gets that volume. It's just, he's not getting yards after contact. Hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Good stuff. Yeah, with no research, that's all I got. No, I know we put you on the we put you on the spot. So, uh, Juice, who do you think? Are you saying <clears throat> overdrafted? Yeah, who's going to go too high and be overdrafted? Who's going to slip and return value that'll be better than the later picks? That it is go? it is early in the year to be like early. Oh, very early. Early. This in is the, next season. Whatever. We're calling we're yeah. next season, but yeah. we're getting you ready for next year. Yeah, but. Uh, I traded him away. Antonio Brown typically is like one of the top Ooh. few picks in the in the in the typical fantasy football draft. Yeah, he'll be a first rounder and, again next and year. And I believe that he's kind of on a downside. So I think that he'll get he'll get drafted the where he's at and then I think next year he'll you'll start to see the emergence of the other receivers and the Steelers don't really play around. Obviously they didn't pay they didn't pay um Bell. They didn't pay Bell. So they're not going to pay Brown, or I, I don't know if he's anywhere near a contract year or anything like that. But I just think that he's going to be kind of out the out the door, and they're just going to find another wide receiver in the draft that's just a badass, kind of like Juju Smith Schuster. So I think Antonio Brown's going to get overdrafted. Okay. Well, and they love Washington too. They're uh, James Washington. Yeah. yeah. So I think the uh, I think that that's that's a possibility. That's just like I said off the top of my head because who could be I a did, good sleeper? I didn't year. do a lot of uh, prep beforehand. Um, if I mean, you guys know that I'm a Colts homer, so I think somebody that could uh, have a lot of value if the if he could stay healthy is Marlon Mack. So he's not going to get drafted early. Nobody's going to think the Colts are a very sexy pick on paper. But uh, I mean, Quentin Nelson, if they if they even make that line any better at all at run blocking, I think they're going to be their line is amazing. I think they're going to be a force yeah. to be reckoned with, and then. We've all seen teams that have amazing offensive lines. The back can just eat. And I think Marlon Mack could be one of those guys. Damn. What do you think, John? Well, uh, my overdraft candidate is uh, Mari Cooper. 
He put up some monster games at the end of the season. I think there's going to be a million Cowboys fans that draft him super high. I know I did it for years as a Raiders fan. He never turned turned out the production that I wanted from him. So um, he's my overdraft candidate. Um, I like it. Then my underdraft candidate, um, I feel like... I feel like he's going to probably go in the second round again. I don't know. I haven't really seen or had any feelers out there, but um, this is where he went this year, uh, Joe Mixon. Nice. A lot of people forget about Joe Mixon, and he's going to be he's going to have A.J. Green back next year. He's going to have Tyler Boyd back next year. So they're going to have to respect the deep ball, and I feel like he's just he's going to put up top five running back numbers, I feel like. Nice. He so, almost made my sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good choice. What do you think about that, Dylan? I love hearing that. There you go. Um, For my overdrafted, I'm going to go Mahomes. I feel like he, with how he lived. That's a really good call because I feel like there's always a regression after somebody has a year as good as he did. And I truly feel like with with how he kind of set the league on fire, the Kermit the Frog voice and all that stuff, um, people are going to reach up for him in the late second, early third. And it's like, dude, wait to get a quarterback at round five or six or seven. I mean, that's when you can kind of. I mean, build your team around depth at running back and receiver. You just um, handicap your team so much by taking yeah. a quarterback in the. Se- I mean, he'll go in the second round. Yeah, I mean, I, I could. I mean, depending on like a twelve team or ten team, he really could. Dude, um, there's some dummies I play with that are going to take him in the first round. Oh, they probably will, and they're yep. going to end up four, four and eleven. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then under drafted, um, I'm going to say Stefan Diggs, um, and the reason I say that, I um, mean, you look at the first nine weeks of the year, St- or Adam Thielen had what was it? Um, 100 yard receivings in each, each of those games and he kind of paced back but that was more of an, a scheme change and obviously firing their offensive coordinator um, but looking ahead to next season the Vikings play the AFC West um, which there are three teams that division you can pass on including the Oakland Raiders um, and then also they play the NFC uh, East which there are three teams that division you can thoroughly pass on so um, Thielen will get a lot of that attention um, obviously but I think Diggs is a good um, third or fourth round value if you can get them there. Nice. What do you think about that, Dylan? Yeah, definitely. Living up in here in Minnesota, I mean, they love their Vikings, and I have to hear about it all the time since I'm a Bengals fan, but I definitely agree with you there. Um, getting Filippo out, I think it kind of made their offensive more well-rounded. They can't just rely on Thielen putting up 100 yards every game. And Dalvin Cook, too, is another candidate. He's had some injury issues, but he should definitely have a bounce back year. If he stays healthy, that kid is explosive. I've been paying attention to him, and he's got a burst that I think his burst, his first couple steps is the biggest in the league right now. His burst through the hole is explosive. My people, go ahead. My overdrafted guy kind of is piggybacking off of your McCaffrey call. I think. Saquon Barkley is going to regress. I think we saw like a top year from him. And if you see like what happened these last two weeks, 30 yards rushing, 40 yards rushing, I think we saw what could happen if that, you know, offense just completely just falls to shit. Teams are going to be able to scheme for him. I mean, I'm not saying he, I mean, he's, he's obviously a freaking badass player, but he's going to get drafted. I've seen a lot of people now are saying 101. A lot of people are saying that he's the first round, he's the first overall pick next year, and I don't think he's going to return 101 value. I think he's going to be an obvious first rounder, but I think he could end up being a 101 that ends up as like the RB seven. 
a, a problem that my <clears throat> my wife's older brother is a huge fan of the Giants. Like they have the weirdest fandom in my wife's family because <laughs> they're all from Goshen, Indiana. So like I don't understand why. <laughs> He's a Giants fan. My wife's younger brother's a Tennessee Titans fan, and her dad's a San Francisco 49ers fan. But that's neither here nor there. The issue that her uh, brother that's a Giants fan is saying is they're going all in saying that Eli is still their quarterback. That's my other problem. Which is also going to hurt Saquon Barkley. That's my other problem is that Eli Manning is their quarterback next year. I heard you wince a little bit when I said Saquon Barkley. You were like, ooh. What do you think, Dylan? Um... Yeah, I think it all actually depends on how they decide to go around the draft. If they can go after a quarterback in free agency, there aren't isn't in a whole lot of depth out there. But if they decide to bolster up the line in the draft, I think it's a better choice. They're going to have an early pick. I'm not hearing a lot of good things about prospects next year, quarterback wise. So yeah. if I was a junior, no, and one of them just declared that he's going to play Herbert. He's going to prospect. Yeah, the Oregon guy, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's one of the top Haskins. five ones. Um, so it, it all depends. I just he's a freak of nature. These are early I mean, calls. He is, I and do like agree I said, I mean, I, you know, I said in my draft guide that this guy could be the next Ladanian Tomlinson. Right. I just think that we saw maybe a ceiling year. And I think that people that take him over Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott are going to be maybe disappointed if they decide to stick with Eli like they said that they're going to. So um, you would still have Barkley three then? I would still have Barkley three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I just all, don't. All, it's all a roll of the dice. I mean, all a roll of the dice. It is, man. I mean, but you got to nail that first pick. And like we yeah. didn't in the listener league, we picked yeah. David fucking Johnson, and that, you know, almost killed us. I think it could be that type of pick that you pick as the first pick, and he ends up being like the RB6. Hey, Dylan drafted Le'Veon Bell. I know. Or he got Le'Veon Bell. No, but he also he got. traded oh, for Le'Veon got, Bell. You still got Le'Veon Bell. He also got James Conner. So he got. I went he, Zeke McCaffrey. So I was he, Holy crap. <laughs> he ended up with Le'Veon Bell anyway because yeah. he got Conner. Honor. Um, yeah. And that my sleeper for next year right now is one of the two players that we've been talking about a lot towards the end of the year. And you mentioned something earlier that I really like, you know, watching trends at the end of the year. I really pay attention to that when I draft is what happened at the end of the year who maybe didn't look good season long on paper, but had a great production in the last four or five weeks. It's Dante Pettis from the San Francisco 49ers. I think he could be their wide receiver one. And he's got uh, all the talent in the world and can do everything. He can move around, slot, inside, outside. He's got the speed to take the top off. And returns punts. Returns punts. I think that he's a. I think that he's an amazing player, and I think that he's shown over the last four or five weeks what he can do. I think next year he'll be a guy that you can get in the seventh or eighth round. That'll be maybe like a fourth, third or fourth round value. And you get Garoppolo back. And you got Jimmy Jimmy Handsome back throwing the ball. Yes. And that whole offense, I mean, Mechanic being out too, I don't think Shanahan really had the tools he wanted. I think they have a whole bounce back as a team. Yes, and I think that he could be one of those guys that may be drafted as, an, as a wide receiver too that'll end up being a wide receiver one for the team. I think that Goodwin will still go ahead of him in drafts, and I think he'll end up being better. Kind of like this year, how people drafted Stefan Diggs over Thielen and Thielen ended up smashing him. You know, I think it'll be like the same thing, only much later in the rounds. Like Goodwin will go in the fifth round and Pettis will go in the eighth round and it should be vice versa. But um, damn straight. That was good. 
Yeah, thanks for staying on that. That uh, I just decided at the last minute to leave you uh, in for that segment because I thought you might be able to uh, to help out, man. You really know your shit. We're going to get a chance to compete against you next year. Um, I'm not letting this shit happen next year, Dylan. So I'm just <laughs> letting you know right now, you know, like, you know, it was nice this year. I wanted, I wanted everybody to enjoy things and be happy. And next year, I'm not going to be so nice. All right. Yeah. It was fun this year. Next year, serious juice is going to buy some help from somebody. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be teams that are going to have contracted players. He'll juice will have, he, he just wrote down Jake Seeley's name. He's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, no kickers. research, <laughs> research Jake Seeley and see how much he you'll charge me to run my team and then you got me and john next year you like got that. yeah and the, those guys are the the guys that'll do more research than all of us and probably kill us john has his pro football focus uh uh subscription his elite package from working for them and stuff, i'm not so. scared of his elite package come on <laughs> <laughs> well i mean jesus like i've seen his now. elite package trust me it's not that great <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know Jackson though, and I combated him on the Josh Gordon take that uh, that you can make some wild calls there, man. Yeah. How did you feel about uh, Gordon? I'm, I like. We him mentioned so that much, actually before we called you. Oh really? <laughs> so okay, bad. Good. You guys so bad. Covered it. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. He's over there, yeah, like. Was, well, him and him and Juice both said that the guy would just absolutely smash this year. So it's because I've been a fan of him because I actually won a league because of him as a Cleveland Brown wide receiver. Like yeah. when he went off for I that don't was know his how rookie year, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think with, with with Josh Gordon, doesn't matter what team he's on. Like, I mean, the sad part is we were rooting for him in a Patriots jersey. Right. Like that's like I mean that's yeah. really sad. Right. Exactly. But it's like. You just hope he has such an immense amount of talent, and it's like, yeah. dude, like, let's go. But it's all over now. I mean, he he's yeah. banned. That's a different story for another day. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? To uh, quote my favorite, one of my favorite movies, uh, Dylan, uh, Taken. Uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for making this season awesome, and congratulations on winning. And uh, we'll reach out to you because we got. Some I'll, I'll mail you. I'll mail you the uh, the gift card to Yeros down here in Nashville, Indiana, and see if you can actually make it out here. No, we've got some other stuff. We've got. No, other, I know, but yeah. that's just one thing that I think is hilarious. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the prizes is for a Nashville, Indiana restaurant. <laughs> so I don't know. You'll... I love Brown County. I mean, I usually get back to Indiana three or four times a year. There you so go. Perfect. There you go. We'll go camping. Don't worry about it. And they're there known. They're known for their Euros. They're not really. <laughs> that guy is. That guy. That guy is. Yeah. Yeah. That they're guy delicious. Is. They are uh, uh, shawarma. You know, got all that stuff going on there. The 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 tzatziki sauce. You know. There you go. My uh, my girlfriend's half Greek, so I, I love. Nice. It nice. Awesome man. Well, hey, we'll let you go. But thanks for calling in. Congrats, and, uh, dude. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Good and, job, uh, beating me. You know. Yeah. Thanks for doing everything you do and love the podcast and just keep it going. We'll see you next year. Awesome. The, awesome. the inaugural champion. And then also you also are a, uh, you're a uh, clothing person as well, right? Yeah, I got, uh, I got to get Polly's address still, but I want to send you guys a little, uh, a little token of my gratitude for my company up here, St. Minneapolis. So um, yeah, you'll, uh, you guys will be getting that in the mail here soon. Thanks man. Google St. Minneapolis, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Check us out. Thanks, Thanks guys. Man. Thank you. All what right, a good dude. Yeah, really good dude. Dylan's awesome, and he uh, he he sandbags there. He's like he mentioned, you know, as a casual football. Come on, yeah, man. exactly. As like a he, casual, he knows, like he, my yeah, ass. That's you're, dude. you're a competitive player. He was I definitely. Sit and, I sit and talk to you guys all week, and I feel like he brings up 
stuff that I haven't heard you guys say. Exactly. He's like <laughs> pretty oh, you're much not starting Tony Gonzalez. He's, <laughs> when did he retire? Dude, <laughs> shut up. He's on he's on Jackson and I's and John's level without like I spend 20 hours a week doing this. So yeah, uh, definitely he shells himself short, but he won. He did great. And it was brought up because we kind of got interrupted and we kept talking that there were a few other people that called in this year that did not get mentioned and they would uh, probably uh, not be happy with me. Uh, Dr. Jesse Morse, who called in there um, at a crucial time there that last week to let us know. Uh, and, and hey, we were talking about James Conner and all that. James Conner still isn't going to play. Right. <laughs> he also, I think, said OBJ wouldn't play. He said OBJ wouldn't play. He said Spencer. That, we they said were Spencer. Like, oh, I'm still going to start him. Yeah. And, yeah. He said Spencer Ware wouldn't play. He didn't play. He said, you know, so like all those injury calls were perfect. And then, of course, Joey Bag of Donuts was one of our better ones one of the too. First ones. And he's uh super active on uh on Twitter and helps us out and always like like Jim always retweets our stuff and we have some great stuff back and forth. Uh I comment on just Joey's normal, you know, yeah, he's, normal he's got stuff cuz he's uh he, you know, he does talk football but he does talk a lot of other stuff too. So I think we did now mention everybody. Right. And um, um Go ahead, man. The other thing that you guys asked us was uh, the biggest mistake of their own personal fantasy football team. So, can I just go ahead and start that off? Yeah, I know. You're ready. Okay, so. <laughs> Let it rant. So, uh, starting Josh Gordon, ever since he became a Patriot, every <laughs> single fucking week. I started him every week <laughs> since he was a Patriot until the last one when he was out. Started him every week. Terrible choice. I had Tyler Boyd probably a few of those weeks that I chose Josh Gordon over Tyler Boyd. And then also uh, starting Rob Gronkowski over Eric Ebron multiple weeks too. I probably could have ended that league with uh, probably double digit wins as opposed to whatever I was like eight and seven or something right. like that. So those are two terrible choices that I made all season long that I wouldn't, I didn't learn from. So I was basically doing that thing that they say uh, craziness is doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yes. I was crazy. Insanity. And you started Gronk in our league a couple times when he was out. Yeah, that was a, that was a mistake. Two weeks in a row. Because I was... I, <laughs> Michelob I had, Ultra I had, just got to Well, him. I had removed him from another league right. as a starter, and I thought, oh, well... I'd already done that, and we were getting ready for the live podcast. I was distracted, all right? <laughs> John, who's your biggest mistake? Um, Honestly, my team just got injury screwed at the end. All of my, all of my good players, and I had depth, and I don't know. I guess my biggest mistake was probably just continuing to play Drew Brees through the playoffs instead of picking up Josh Allen which is my own advice. Yeah. <laughs> not See, he's good at giving other people advice, but not he's not taking his own advice. Nice. Jackson? Uh, well, where do I start? Um, in my own my I only play one money league and I went 2 and 11 in that league after starting 2 and 0, lost 11 straight. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I drafted uh, Feeling real good after week dude, 2. That's I good. was confident as shit. That's good. And uh I had the 10th pick, had the last pick in the first round. Obviously I had the, the the first round, two, second round swing, and I picked up uh, Fournette and McCaffrey. Fournette obviously uh, shit the bet on me until later in the season, and I traded McCaffrey for David Johnson, thinking that would be a good move after Oof. they brought in Byron Leftwich as the OC. Oof. And then I uh, traded uh, uh, Stefan Diggs for Cam Newton. And I just, I mean, the you, hits just keep on. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, my Trojans lost to Notre Dame. And that's just... Oh, okay. Now we're way <laughs> off. Yeah. It's been a shitty 2018 there, ladies and gentlemen. And my PFF league had a similar first, second round swing. But I drafted Fournette and then Dalvin Cook. Ooh. So uh, my team was just yeah. ruined. 
<laughs> Ruined. You got kicked in the... Leonard Fournette and David Johnson were definitely bad picks in the two leagues that I drafted them in. And uh, there's a kind of a theme here, guys, aside from you, and I think that's specific to the Josh Gordon deal. Uh, just, everybody we're mentioning is running backs. Yeah. If you think yeah. about it, I mean, there's a high bust rate, and there always has been for top running backs due to injury, usage, changes of scheme, something that you should think about next year in your draft. If you start getting into the Leonard Fournette, David Johnson area, maybe you just take a good wide receiver that you know is going to play and uh, is going to be productive and, and go ahead and take 100%. that. Those fringe guys. I think the biggest thing, too, you like kind of look at it. Um, I mean, out of the people that – out of the top 10 running backs that were drafted – this year, like top 10 rankings, how many were actually top 10 running backs on the season? I mean, three, four, maybe. Yeah, like half of them. But I mean, other than that, it was Chubb, Lindsey. Um, you had all these guys show up off, like show up out of nowhere. And it's like, damn, like go ahead and draft the wide receiver talent while it's there. And then. And you have to hit those early first few waiver wire weeks. Yep, like yep. James Conner and, and Philip Lindsey were league, you know, definitely get you to the end of the leagues. I mean, because of injury, they weren't league winners. Yeah. But those guys could have definitely balanced out maybe a bad draft. You got to pay attention. Those guys aren't around, you know, later on in the year, you know. But then what was weird is here at the, this year, like at the very end, Elijah McGuire and Jamal Williams and Damian Williams and all these guys popped out of, out of nowhere and won leagues. So, you got to pay attention. Well, you had you, know? the, you had the one week where it was you had three starting running backs out, and so then you had Justin Jackson, um, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Jalen Samuels all on the waiver wire yeah. on one week. Yeah, and it was pretty incredible. And the pickup that week was Jalen Samuels for yes, sure. Yes, it was. <laughs> you got to stay active, and you got to you know keep up with that shit. Um, yep. We were going to talk about the uh, the next thing was the waiver wire warrior, which I also have. See, so waiver wire warrior, the way you I think intended it was to <clears throat> like you picked him up early, probably just the person you picked up, like you personally stat you got from the waiver wire, and he and he helped your team. A bit, yeah, it like, doesn't have to be early, but I, I mean, picked definitely I, not somebody you picked up last. I week. utilized uh, Polly sleepers and just this show and picked up Elijah McGuire that actually. Pr- pr- propelled me into the playoffs slash the championship. And he's been solid. If, if I would solid. not have picked him up, yeah. I would not have made it. Yeah. Because all I solid. had was Christian McCaffrey as my running back. And you can start two running backs in a flex in that league. And I was starting um, two tight ends. I was starting Eric Ebron and Rob Gronkowski in that league. And I needed a solid running back to give me solid value. And Elijah McGuire, once you guys said to pick him up, yeah. I picked him up and he had two, two or three 20 point games in a row. Three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a good late, 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 late. And that, that I mean, that won me 300 bucks. I yeah. paid $100 to be in the league, so I made 200 <laughs> Right, right. But I didn't win, but I no, I almost did. I would say with mine, um, coming up with that weekend, the wa- waiver wire warrior, um, mine was Nick Chubb. Um, when they traded Carlos Hyde to Jacksonville, um, a lot of the noise was, go pick up Duke Johnson, go pick up Duke Johnson. Um, but then you were like, dude, like Nick Chubb's going to get the volume. And I mean, he, I think it was from week eight or nine on the dude was getting 15 to 18 carries week in week out. And I mean, he helped me on my friend league. Um, but it was, I mean, he was a good pick. John, what about you? Chubb was a solid, solid pickup this year. Chubb was a guy that I picked up too. Yep. Um, but I think, uh, you could 
go with Derrick Henry as a waiver wire yeah. person. Uh-huh. <laughs> he actually outscored Nick Chubb on the year. 538 and, yards and eight touchdowns in December. Yeah, he uh, ended up as like the 15th overall <laughs> running back. <laughs> and he barely played all season. Did you so. see my tweet where I said uh, that that I said that um, uh, Derrick Henry had a great season last month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that got a lot of that got a lot of tread. No, that's a good one because he was dropped and 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 if there was a like what's the worst call we made? Um that would be the worst call I made this year was telling everybody that he should be dropped. Yep. But I think that like a lot of people in my position were saying that so i feel good falling on that sword because i think a lot of people in the industry were saying he was droppable for six weeks he only had over 10 carries twice yeah Yeah, he came out of nowhere he had like one he had like one good game and this is just future advice for next year like pick up derrick henry late if you can because in december he goes off in his career he has 168 rushing attempts for 869 yards and 12 touchdowns in the month of december in his jesus career. yeah him and russ wilson are like december because so he, he's resting all season not ever getting the ball for me the waiver wire warrior is is philip Lindsay. yeah because he had that one game and no one knew who the hell he was because we were all talking yeah. about royce freeman yep you were and, and I was on. That. Oh, big time! <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you were. So you was were, uh, yeah, big yeah. time. You were one of the biggest Royce Freeman. Of course, I. of course. And if Philip Lindsay didn't exist, which none of us knew he existed except for the people in Denver, then Royce would have been Royce. I mean, if you yeah. look at his like yards per yeah. carry and all that stuff, he was huge. But after that game, I said, guys, this isn't a smokescreen. They obviously want to get this guy. You don't see an undrafted free agent get that many touches. And I watched the game. I watched the tape. He's elusive. I said, go pick up this dude after that first game. And he smashed all year. He's had the best undrafted rookie free agent running back season of all time. Unfortunately, he has a major wrist injury, and he's going to miss the rest of the season, which for them is just one more week anyway. Yeah, one more game. um, But I think that 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 was Lindsey. Uh, I think we'll just wrap it up by talking about um, some things that we want to look forward to for next next year. year. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to do more content next year. We did a pre-draft podcast that ended up being like over three hours. Um, split that up a little bit. That we're going to split that up into a couple different shows and do like best practices, things that you want to be doing before the draft, and then go over our uh, rankings. Yep. <clears throat> and this year I had my own rankings, and I told everybody, hey, you know, I d- I'm not saying go into your draft and just use my rankings. This is my first year. Um, but going back and looking at the rankings, they were pretty damn good. Um, but next year we're going to have a consensus rankings with – probably 15 other people like me. I I reached out to Twitter to the people in the family, like, you know, people that do what I do. Hey, would you guys like to be part of a, of a Twitter consensus rankings on my website? So for uh, one, it'll allow these people that don't have a website, a a way to archive their rankings. So you'll see all them individually and then we'll compile them and have a consensus, which is, I think the way to draft now is to use a consensus rankings. So we'll have a poly sleepers consensus rankings. And there's been some really big names. The fantasy madman's going to be involved. Dominate um, is going to be involved. Um, So some, you know, some pretty big names are going to be on there. And then um, we're talking about doing, you know, maybe a combine podcast, but definitely a post NFL draft uh, uh, podcast where we evaluate where these players go. Because last year, I think one of the reasons why this was so successful for me is I, I, I barely stopped. I mean, a month after the Super Bowl, when the combine started, I was 
scouting these players. Uh, you know, after the NFL draft, I was scouting where all these players went. I started working on my rankings, came up with my own rankings. Um, so we're going to expand the listener league next year. And then Pauly Sleepers is going to be its own podcast next year, right, Juice? You're yes. going to kick us out of the nest uh, like mother, like the mother bird yeah, that we'll, lets we'll us help fly. You. We'll help you figure it all out. I mean, we still need you and yeah. all your stuff. Absolutely. And, 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 I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, there's, uh, some, I mean, it's basically going to be what we're doing now, yeah. except for it's not going to be Juice in the morning, Pauly Sleepers. Yeah, it's going to be Pauly Sleepers. sleepers. Yeah. That's really the only change. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow people to go directly there. Obviously, we'll still you know promote each other and everything like that um it'll allow people to go directly there for the for their podcast so they don't have to sift through the the other craziness that we talk about on our podcast and there's some some things in the works with the juice of the morning podcast as we start to uh gain some sponsorship and start to gain some money we might have like a little uh i'm, I'm trying to work out a spot not a spot in my house so that we all have access to it and we can put out stuff whenever we want uh, but little studio yeah, but it's just, uh, it's all in the works. It'll be easier it's for happening. us too, because as we reach out to people, sometimes people get confused right. and they come and reach out to me when really like they need to talk to you because yep. it's your show and people get confused that it's juice in the morning, poly sleepers. Right. So obviously it'll still be under your, your, your own. website will be a one-stop shop for you. Yeah. The podcast, we'll also, we'll, everything. We'll also be able to talk about juice in the morning and, uh, kind of push you guys that way if you want to try something different, but you guys want that football and we're going to give it to you. Right. Right. And appreciate that. Appreciate the, uh, the, the format that you've given us and the avenues that you've let us, uh, you know, um, go down and, uh, and you're still going to be a big part of it. So yeah. And I, th- I think, I think also next year there's, there's some, some ideas I've had that you guys, um, with the, the, the new system that we're using to put the podcast out, I think it's going to be very beneficial for you guys to, if something big happens, you can just do it right then. Like you don't have to, you can just get on your phone and, and do like an emergency and just be like, you know, this is something that just happened. And then that way we're going to right. set ourselves apart from other shows because right. when it happens, you're going to be wanting to go to your feed to like refresh it. It's not just going to be a habit that you do it every, every Thursday morning, you're going right. to do it. You're going to do it Monday through Friday because there's a potential that something comes out and it'll be more exciting for you guys when you get that. that yeah. That'll be big. Cause like last year, the Kareem hunt thing happened right after our show. So it was a long time before we addressed it. And a lot of people said, you know, why didn't you do an emergency podcast? And I was like, well, it's kind of tough. I mean, you know, right. we, scheduling. we drive over a half hour to get to the East side of Indy and we schedule all this. So that would be, um, that would be great. There's great things in the works guys. We're going to be even bigger next year. Um, you'll probably hear uh, ads next year. Yep. Uh, there's, already, there's already some. there's already ads, yeah. right? There's already one every every beginning of the show. Why ads? You know, when you like exactly. on, on like YouTube, it's like why ads? Well, <laughs> it's so that we can do this. It's uh, so we could do this and create more content for you guys and make it better. We held out as long as we could, providing completely free podcasts with no clickbait, no ads, no anything. But next year, obviously, to and our our whole thing and Jackson and I talked about this from the beginning was build it you know and worry about you know monetization later we're not trying to make a bunch of money off this but we obviously kind of need to recoup something because we put a lot of time into this is you guys have now you guys have now a base that you can build you can build i mean you can take this to anybody locally or even nationally and say this is what we're doing this is all of what we have this is what you get when you hop on board so 
Right. So go. next year on Twitter, you, you know, have an infrastructure. we'll probably have a Patreon. We'll probably have a few things to click on on the website and we'll probably, you know, have ads through you and uh, and be able to. I mean, we're not quitting our day jobs. That's for damn not sure. yet. Um, but I got to uh, get a job first. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you can't quit your no, non. I got one more semester left. Your non job. But it's one of those things that like with your guys' support and with your guys' uh, just sharing of everything and interacting with everything, it does it does make a dream of being being able to do something like this a possibility so we really i thoroughly appreciate it so awesome i Me tell too, you guys man. that i tell you guys that a lot on the juice of the morning podcast but i think there's a lot of different listeners that listen to just this show i just yeah. I, I think it's crazy and I'm, I'm, uh, this is kind of a note i have there was when i was still working with paul at with the dealership we work we, we worked at he texted me he's like dude i gotta talk to you I'm like what's up he's like I found this guy. His name's Juice. Like <laughs> he put the emphasis on your name, like yeah. Juice. I'm like, <laughs> okay, Paul. Like, who is this guy? And like, it's how it's all just snowballed effect. And to see where we are now, it's just completely incredible. And yeah. without you, John, Paul, everybody that supported us, helped us out, uh, we wouldn't be here. And I, we truly do. We truly do uh, thank everybody. Like I said, you guys gave me a little bit more fire to keep doing this because there's times that you question if it's actually worth it because, oh, yeah. cause you're trying to, you're trying to get, cause I was actually, once again, just talking about this on the, the interview I did with Colin Taylor, where you have that momentum and everything's going up and up and up and up and up. And you just feel like there's no end to it. And then it kind of stalls out for a little bit. And when you start to hit that kind of time frame, you kind of, you start to question it and having the, the football part, has been a little bit more work, but it's one of those things that's provided bigger dividends than what it costs to do it. You so. know what I think really helped us that week off? And I think that's when I was feeling it. That's yeah. when I was feeling like like maybe we had already crescendo a little, and we hadn't. Right. You know, there was more awesome stuff around the horizon. We just, I didn't know it at the time. That's when I was kind of feeling it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe John had was sick and, and we had missed something there and then you were going to be traveling and yeah. we couldn't do the show and we were talking about what day we were going to do it on. And I had already told Jackson like, yeah, I don't know, man, I'm not... Like it's kind of stalling out for me a little bit. That was the week where I said, "Hey, let's just take a week off and regroup." And I think after that, it's been like sky high. Right. Like we all found our groove, and and, and definitely like I think we're all glad that we stuck with it for sure. Yeah, I been, grad- I'm almost graduated. It's it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's been fantastic, guys. Thanks for uh, being fans. And uh, the season's over. There's still more football, but obviously we're not pushing DraftKings anymore because it's next week is just a shit show. Um, the fantasy football playoffs should be done. If you have week 17 playoffs, then you know your league sucks. Yeah, that, my little brother is in league. a uh, de- he Fire like they did a de- they did a default league and default ESPN is yeah. the two week championship where you add your points from week yeah, 16 and week so 17. Lame. Yeah, my little brother is in the championship and. I think he said he didn't do very well in week 16, so he has to have like an, a, a, a huge game in week 17. And he better watch because some of his stars might not even play next exactly. week, you know? So, yeah. John, you got a final note? Yeah, I do. A uh, couple of ideas for how to get some people into the league next year, maybe make it competitive. Um, we should have them make a mock draft for the first round. Whoever does the best, they could be in the league since we're going to be doing that combine episode or the draft episode. Nice. Um, and then, um, you know, some of those people who really want to be in it, make some like uh, video auditions Heck or something, yeah. <laughs> do some stupid, uh, shit. Wilson, Wilson will be all over the, fan- God. the fantasy footballers do a video audition. Yeah. Um, it might be nice to have a Twitter thing here and there and say, Hey, you know, the next 
um, 50 people that retweet this will draw one to be in the league or something well, also, like that. Like I said, I'm, I'm headhunting. So if you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking to be part of a team, if not, maybe like a 75, 25 juice guy, wants to hire a manager. I'll, I'll hire a, I'll somebody, hire a, somebody a that sleeper. won't sit Gronk when he's out. <laughs> That's my last my last yeah. choice to chance to bring that up. I just uh, I love the NFL draft. Watching the NFL draft, like I, I spend that whole whole evening and the next three days watching the NFL draft. Yeah. And so I fill out my own draft and how I think everything's going to pan out. I think a lot of people could get into that. And well, you know what? Like, oh, I did a YouTube video where I uh, picked the the first top 10 picks and I, I got like two of them right yeah so that's hard. what you meant picking yeah. the actual picking the actual so nfl draft yeah and whoever gets closer oh that's something fun and we could do that that's I like what i'm that. also that's like also making me think with like the i new, didn't understand what you meant at first the yeah. new gear that i'm working on getting we could even do a like a while we're watching maybe the first round of the draft like talking about it as a, like a live podcast that because would be incredible because Joe Rogan does their fight companion where they watch UFC, but they're not like actually like doing any kind of a copyright infringement because they're not like videotaping the production. They're just right. talking about what's happening While as it's it. happening right. and they've paid for the pay-per-view or whatever. So we could do that with the draft where we... It's all live reaction. We just watch and see like we could do pre... like. Uh, pre the draft say like our predictions of what's going to happen also possibly read some of the people that are paying attention on twitter or on social media and see like you know and <coughs> actually give a live like this person got it the closest and that person's in the league so yeah. just nice. ideas throwing them out there if you've stayed yeah. on you've just listened to a brainstorming session yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh but once again I, I appreciate it i love that idea thanks That's guys fantastic. Yeah. yeah so uh i'm sad yeah, we're getting, over. we're getting out of here Off for, for uh, I don't know. When is the draft? I don't even know. Drafts remember. in late April, first yeah. of May. Combines we got, February. We got the yeah. we got free agency. So there's gonna, there's definitely going to be a combine episode, and then we're going to work out something for the draft episode as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there'll be a few in August yeah. leading up to the draft. Just so. not a three-hour one. Yeah, exactly. and then, hey, stick with us on uh, on Twitter, at Sleepers. Um, and because I'm, I'm not getting off of there, we'll keep talking about, uh, you know, Polly will be at 30,000 tweets at next by next week. <laughs> college 14,000 right now. Yeah. College, you know, players and everything. And, uh, we'll keep it going. I already told everybody I'm not, you know, I'm not stopping. So fantasy never sleeps. No. All right, guys. Well, I mean, unless you're sleeping about, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Unless if you're actually <laughs> sleeping. All right. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Thanks for joining. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning.